0: And welcome to Season 2, Episode 27 of LOI Weekly with myself, Johnny Ward and Daniel MacDonald in association with Air Sports and Independent.ie on Podcast Republic Stitcher iTunes, SoundCloud, at LOI Weekly on Twitter. And we're going to reflect on uh, the results of the FAI Cup and look ahead to Cork Rosenberg. And in studio, we have Tim Clancy, who we'll say hello to in a moment. And later on, we'll be talking to Nilo Driscoll, the Bray chairman, who's um, brought a a a breath of fresh air, I suppose, to Bray. And also Lee J. Lynch on Sligo's... um, Rather uh, unexpected uh, thing there of giving money back to the club after losing against Longford. Would you have given your money back to the Drogs if you lost against Rovers? Because I suppose it was, uh, it was your cup final, really, wasn't it? And yeah. yeah. Um, Tim, how are you? Not too bad. Good yeah. to be back. Yeah. I don't think we've got to
1: get the money off the club first before we can hand it back. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the first division issues you have, huh?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Jesus, what a win, though. Yeah, it was very good, in fairness. Um, all the lads, you know what we normally expect? You say everyone plays really well, but literally every player that was on the pitch for us, the ones that come on, perform probably to their max, and um, you need them to have a little bit of an off day, and that happened. So the shock happened.
2: Your favourite day of management so far? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, He's got a smile on his face here that we can't really... You you bring home in an audio (laughs) regard, you know. No, it was... You enjoyed it? It was
1: very good, yeah. Um, There was a big crowd, but the rowers brought a lot of fans, so... Um, hopefully that result might get more fans from Jot in the gates as well and um, try and build on a push with another difficult one now next week against the Waterford.
2: Mm. You've got a young team though, so what does it do for them? I mean, I know there's certain young players that got a bit of attention out of the game. Like if you're trying to sell something to them in terms of believing what they're capable of, that must be great to have a night like this as a reference yeah, point think- to say. Remember what we did here. Yeah, I think that's the um, that's the exact thing. It'll give them the confidence now, even even for ourselves that
1: we've got a little push now to try and get into the playoffs. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so it'll give them that confidence for big games in the playoffs. You know, in a one off game that they can perform to that level. And uh, listen, it's, as you said, they got a bit of media attention with that game over the weekend that probably wouldn't have got throughout the whole season in regards to um, the mainstream media because we were over going out a cup. It's a big story, so we have to. Piggy tail out the back of that like.
2: tell, tell us about young William who was taken down for the penalty. What's his background and his story?
1: Yeah, we, we got William last year from... Um, What's his surname Shelbur- Hundermark. Hondermark. Yeah. yeah um, it's just a great name. Yeah. William Hondermark.
2: Good name. Yeah. Is. One to remember. <coughs>
1: um, no, he's he's very good. He's very athletic. Um, he's been in training with us now since probably March, I'd say. Um, and listen, it took him a while to get used to the pace of the training and whatnot. But he... Um, He's been ready now the last few weeks. We brought him on against Galway actually. We went down to Connor Kane, got injured, and we shuffled things about and got William on. So he played a good 70 minutes in that game, which is the longest he's played, and he played really well. And then with Shawnee Brennan out suspended, um, he got a start on Friday, and
2: listen, he was excellent. And the downside of that is tension comes with it. You know, th- that's the other side of th- <coughs> this when you have a small budget and a young squad, I guess. Yeah, well,
1: that's it. But also, listen, it's, that's what we want as well. We have a young squad, so if players do well for us and get. Uh, moves, um, whether it be in this, this country or elsewhere, um, it it's reflects well on us. And as a club, that's what we want to do, is promote the players and give everyone a chance. And if that uh, results must losing a few players, uh, so be it. Like.
0: Just go through the results, well, Dan. I thought what was kind of encouraging for the first division was three teams beat Premier Division teams. Um, one of them after extra time. And I've made the point to share that I think there's a massive gap between the two divisions. But uh, it was encouraging. I, I think... You know, Sligo losing to Longford again was a, considering Longford are only fifth in division one. Mm. I thought it was a I just uh, I thought it's it was more
2: a, of a shocker for Sligo that though.
0: Yeah, um, although you'd have to say just looking at the highlights, um uh the the guy in the wing for Longford who's had, you know, very talented player much Dylan of his Maglade. career, Dylan McGlade. Yeah. It's just like he just it was great to watch. Like it was like a throwaway from the seventies a lot with kind of long hair, just left foot, right. Socks foot. down. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Um it's yeah, a good player, Dylan in fairness now. He's having a uh, really good season, so yeah, because we we'll get to the first division, but it's it's actually going to uh, give us the results, John. B- before I get, I can't believe there's like four games left in the first division. <laughs> four games left. Like it's it, this is really like early August, and there are four games left.
2: To me, this is insane. Well, like, this is the, well, this is the whole value of the playoff, but only for the teams that get into hmm. it. That their their season continues, and I don't know uh, what sort of t- like terms of arrangement the clubs have with players that does their deal end in the last week of the season, and then it, it, you extend it if you get the extra two weeks or three weeks like I yeah. don't know it's a challenge a lot,
1: like. of the, a lot of the contracts we signed was from the first day of the season to just end of season <laughs> so whether that be the he actually wrote end of season it's end of seasons on, <laughs> <But> the, <laughs> on the actual the, contract forms yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, instead the of a date it says like the end of the season whereas yeah. it could be the cup final it could be the playoff final or it could be
0: just the league like so well, you've yeah. had your cup final
2: well that's yeah. it yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, The the that in
2: twice in the space <laughs> of three minutes John how many more times can
0: you get in before the, the show is over uh, I think I think uh, yeah I just saw I, I don't know, I thought it was, uh, it was a terrible result for Rovers, considering the form they've been in. Um, no Cup win, no victories of any note since the EA Sports
2: Cup in 2013, I think. And they haven't won the Cup sure, now probably. since the mid-80s. Well, eight, 1987, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the long run. They've, they've become the new paths, I think, in terms of the Cup being a, a, you know, a story that hangs over them in terms of the weight. Um, Stephen Bradley had an
0: interview, I think, in the papers today where he was sort of just saying, you know, they know where they are, they know where they're going, um, uh, yeah, I just thought it was a, it was a little bit maybe too confident considering they just lost a draw in the cup. Uh,
2: yeah, I I mean uh, you said a lot of the right things after the game. I, but like something was clearly wrong as well that they that they didn't start the game well and they lost the game. You know, I think if you're it seemed that like the travelling fans that were up there were pretty angry afterwards and there was a big support there because you're right. Like they've been on a great run since they lost five two to Dundalk and it looked. I mean, I, I can't remember if you were there that night, but it definitely looked that night that the crowd had a banner and things were turning. And you're thinking this. This this could be it, and there was sure certainly one in Europe. Certainly, really chan- like. and then but they got the run in Europe. Pozuno came in and played, which brought a bit of good vibes. You know, just there was a, it was a good news story, uh, and yeah, they did well in Europe. Maybe left it behind really, and it seemed like they'd ridden the storm. You know, uh, and and now their next really big game, their next <laughs> really big test, they. Uh, they fall you know and it's interesting cause they've got bows this week and they've they've obviously lost the bows this season and they've dropped points against bows at, at times where it seems like they're getting things going it's been the one and they've had it a week before so interesting we'll, narrative we'll, now. See, yeah, we'll see how they respond yeah but i i, I guess like w- is it a good season now if they do enough to like overhaul waterford and finish third, like uh, <laughs> I, I just think like the I think fans are generally i still think there's a good portion of the fans are still quite with them or with the with the team, but uh, these niggling frustrations like I think they need to be both this week. I think they need something to to get the show back in the row because otherwise it 's going to be a case of was this year really a step forward from last year Um, no, um last I had won Shamrock
0: rover's nil was obviously the main result there u c d two Pike rovers <laughs> nil um Shelburne, four. Athlone Town, nil. Some great goals in that game, I thought. Dundalk, three. Cove Ramblers, nil. Cove didn't quit themselves badly at all, looking at the highlights. After extra time at the Carlisle Grounds, Bray Wanderers, one. Harps three. Um, another of the first division teams getting through. Inchcore, nil. Pats, five. Uh, we did an interesting uh, battle to take a penalty late on that game. Wexford, nil. Bohemians, seven. Mm. Um, some good goals in that game as well uh, Wexford really really wobbling at the moment Scurries won Watford four Dublin bus nil CIE Ranch won it really was the big game of the round and last ways. minute last minute yeah I think we're prohibited from any more jokes, jokes. in that particular game. No. Blarney 2, Derry 12. It's um, not a great result, uh, really, that. Um, Maynooth 2, Leeds nil, And Maynooth will now play Cork, obviously. Newmarket 1, Cabin-Tealy 2. North End nil, Gaw United 4. Sligo Rovers nil, Longford 1. Um, Home Farm 1, Cork City 5, a game I was kind of at. Um, Which when you're kind
2: of at so you did send me a picture. Of, well, we did discuss the quality of the pint and Cockhill, in home nil La- of, in home farm last week. So Johnny Mac, you did send me a picture of a pint. John, Johnny Mac,
0: he said like my father drinks there on Thursday nights. He's fantastic pint of Guinness, and I was like, oh, okay, grand. So uh, around quarter to one, got the got a cab. Should have taken about 15-20 minutes on a Sunday. Yeah, albeit now. You've been out in the city. Park it? and blah blah yeah. blah. It was a bit busy, but the taxi driver was a disaster. Like he went, he took the wrong route, and I was too hungover over to even argue with him. Um, told me about how he'd gotten old all of a sudden and his cholesterol was bothering him and all this stuff. I was like, John, just bring me to the game, please. <laughs> Rock up at the game, it's already 3 0. Three goals in, right? And then Cork went 4 0 up, but then I saw a worldly of a goal. Um, Sean Golding. um yeah. but that, that wasn't the main point. The Guinness was absolutely spectacular. Because I rocked into Mulligans of Poole Beg Street, which would be well known for its Guinness later on the day. Didn't hold a candle to it. Like, genuinely didn't hold Did a candle Did you return
2: to it. for the second half?
0: No, I left half-time to go down to Crow Park. Got offered tickets. So you
2: basically went there for around 20 minutes and a pint.
0: Paid in, and the lady goes um, at the desk, she goes, would you like a programme? I was like, sure, that'll be €3. Euro. Oh, I had to pay for it, all right. So I gave €13 Euro to Home Farm. And um, so, so a great goal, a really good
2: goal. Contender for goal Oli still playing as well.
0: Oli Cahill, yeah, lost uh, McNamee for the fourth goal, I think, but that's forgivable. and He's in his 40s now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there were the results, and uh, we, we didn't have the draw. And UCD, who are my tip, Dan, you know, they got,
2: they got a CIE ranch in the next round. So there draw had meanwhile, got Watford at home. Yeah, it's a tough. Draw. Waterford is, I mean, you're, you're pretty much, you're going up one point in the league table, I think, at the moment or something. That's a, But I suppose on the, on the positive side, Uh, I suppose revenue wise and stuff you'd you'd hope it's an attractive home home tie
1: yeah it's another one where we look at it as in like it's a free free dart for us again if we get beat like I suppose it's expected anyway and and if we can perform the way we did against Rovers uh, listen it's a bit of headlines again it'll probably be the one in the whole round of fixtures if we win again it'll be the one that'll stand
0: out well do you know like the, the cup has changed in the sense that when I started uh, following League of Ireland the cup was huge all the way through right now it kind of only gets going really late but I think this game will be a bit different because there'll be a big buzz in Drogheda that you beat Shamrock Rovers and I think like a lot of people will want to see you against Walford at home like they'll get a RICO crowd I think that's the problem though because there might be a little bit of
1: expectation there now mm. considering that uh, we performed so well against uh, Rovers Um but listen, we'll, we'll give it a go anyway. And once we can get out of the traps and play the way we did against uh, Rovershire, we should be able to at least make a game of it anyway.
2: And, yeah. and of course, Tim's nephew will be probably <laughs> making yeah. a video of the Waterford away day because I don't know if people have seen this. Well, it's Adam, is it? Is that his yeah. name? He's it's like
1: APH, he calls himself. APH,
2: and he's, A-P-H. how old is he? Maybe 11, 12? 13 13, I think 13, the States. 13. And he makes the video <coughs> of all the Waterford away games and the away days and stuff like that. So, uh, I think I mentioned it earlier in the season, they are like they're, they're great and enthusiastic, but now he's got his uncle on the opposite side. Yeah. So, like, this is going to be.
1: My brother does the uh, media side of things as well down there, so oh. for Waterford. So, I'll not be getting any footage or anything this week. No, how
0: no. would you be seen in the family? Like, my, my, my sister is having a child on Friday, and I'm going to be the godfather. And I always kind of wonder how my sisters and brothers view me in terms of how I live my life. How would you be viewed by <laughs> your nephew? <laughs> i afraid to
1: ask him to be honest. Yeah, probably. I'll be afraid to ask
0: him. Yeah. Go United you know, against Britain. I say he was um, Uncle Tim. He was Uncle away Tim. in he was away in Scotland for a while. Yeah. You know, you probably, know probably away
2: from, in Scotland most of the time he was growing up, I guess, yeah. as well. Married you know. a girl from the short
0: strand. That's right. You yeah. know.
2: A Belfast woman.
0: Yeah. Um Going United against Bowe's Massive draw for go United Good to have a big game Back in Eamon D.C. Park Derry against Pats To tie the round Tie the
2: round And Dundalk and Cork With both very winnable home draws This is the uh, thing i kind of worrying Hot the like cold <laughs> balls there Worked anyway but Do they yeah. want to, Do they want Do they really Because they, the have already had One draw catastrophe this week <laughs> Where they brought everyone To St. Coleman's Park Now I was very cynical I just thought this was a, uh, this Radio the, 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 the draw for So yes, everyone at St. Coleman's Park For the EA Sports Cup final. <laughs> they draw out <a> Derry <laughs> So like everyone's there <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole, like, festival of football people there. It's like, Derry, great. We're not coming back, you know. We're yeah. bringing the game. I think it's really... I mean, we always know what the EA Sports Cup final that Like, Wexford, Derry. Maybe there was a draw. Maybe every time there's been a draw. But I think the good the good vibe here <laughs> would have been to have that game at like. It was so, like, am uh, I encouraging... Crooked behavior, probably. So maybe be- I... benign I've, I've bending of the rules. Yeah, I, I, need, to, I need to figure. It's like it out. Father Ted, I don't where it's like
0: the three death cards comes out. It's like,
2: <laughs> supposed to be two in the pack, like you
0: know.
2: But uh, but like, did you it can't you it can't host the League Cup final in Colman's Park, though. can you? Really? But can you? I mean, you're asking the very part-time slash amateur team to travel away to the it's Premier out, divi- like. to the Premier Division. It's a long day. Out. It's a yeah. day out. It's a weekend day. Should charter a flight? Well, that's what they should do. Yeah, maybe EA Sports can can actually. Pay for a charter to get everyone from COVID. I think dude, it was a chance a to connect. With, you know, we had Stephen Anderson on. It was a chance to connect with the community. You've drifted away. It's one thing doing that. It's one thing saying, "Do you want to reconnect with us?" in the furthest trip possible what <laughs> so a trip. Like 7 hours either way or whatever it is you know that's not that's not great but do they want the dock and cork to be in the FAI cup final again D- this Dundalk
0: year the are playing harps um, for a fourth in
2: a row and I'm horgan, say i'm going
0: to say no Ollie horgan might might you know say they've no chance there but um you know but well, they don't but but uh, uh, no probably not
2: no. but like, do you want the dock and cork like does that appeal to you as no. a neutral another than dock not? as home? a neutral no.
1: no but then again for fan is like they're going to bring a good crowd
2: again but mm. I wanted Rovers in the final this year in some respects that like well, Tim was, ruined that their time, yeah. Like, sorry yeah that. Um, and, he, and he didn't enjoy doing it at all I mean he, he, <laughs> he was foremost in, your, in his mind yeah, as he heard,
0: I don't know I heard there was a real uh, serene atmosphere in the respective dress rooms afterwards as well Cork City against where did you? Where'd you, where'd you hear that um, didn't hear that no.
2: Cork City <laughs> against <laughs> Mnud
0: Strada United against you celebrate a little bit I suppose Actually, yeah. you'd have to win yeah. not it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness, now he's getting involved <laughs> <laughs> Straty- <laughs> You United against Waterford, Limerick against Cavan. You got uh, him
2: going eventually, John. You got it. You just lulled them into it.
0: Uh, and Longford against Shelburne. But um, no, I I don't want another Corks and Off final. I I actually don't. I don't want another nil all. I don't want another penalty shootout. I want like I want going nice to be there. Well, but if they're not, realistically, if they're not, the I would Derry? like to see Derry maybe. Waterford.
1: Uh,
2: Waterford, well, um, w- w- Waterford.
1: Waterford. For, well, from the FA perspective, like Waterford being a big provincial town, like. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they bring a big, big crowd. Well, they I mean, so. I could, would draw. I draw to <clears> the <throat> dock be a good final as well. Oh
2: god, pl- I've do- sat that your last cup. Could finals. play it in RD. I'd be well up yeah. for that. <laughs> but but I, I'm just, I'm just thinking that yeah it is true like Waterford just because it's harsh because you're playing them next but Waterford would be the one interesting story just because the clubs had a bit of a mm. revival this year um, but beyond that like who like what draws left in the competition like are Dundalk and Cork really going to fear you know you're, you're thinking about that that you know there was obviously the Derry away the Waterford options like their favourites in every game they play mm. resounding favour Rovers was the one because they were hitting that bit of form and because they've got good results against both Cork and Dundalk. Dock in recent times, what about Bows? Are they? Well, we mentioned them. We mentioned them last week. Like, yeah, I think if Bowes got a kind draw, they're a tricky opponent, you know. But I mean, the Dock have a very good recent record against Bowes and Cork as well. I think so, you know. But they, yeah, they are one. We just, need
0: them to play. each like, for the final. I think though. that
2: the Dock Cork quarterfinal or semi-final yeah. would actually be great. Would, would actually give the round. You say it's yeah. under the radar until you get to the latter stages, but actually, any Cork and Dock game now is big news. And if if one team season. You know, that would be a good is, result. I think for the organisers, that would probably be better yeah, now than I an, agree. a repeat but final. But if,
1: if you get uh, the league running right to the last few games of the season, you might have another club like uh, a Bowes or Waterford or whoever else, might have a chance or Derry Pats, whoever it is, that maybe get in it, in in the long grass. Dundalk or Cork on an off night yeah. where they are solely concentrating. Because you know the financial benefits of winning the league Big time. and going to the Champions League qualifiers. That's the obviously the priority,
2: winning the league title, so... You might catch them on, a, on, a, on, a, on an off day in that, in that regard. Yeah, then. you have a semi-final, but if yeah. they've got a big league game or something. You know, that, that is certainly, the, that is an angle. You know? wh- what was the game like, though? Because, you know, you were, I think you were 10-1 to 1 to win the game. And you're
0: like, there's a massive gap here. Drogs are fourth in the first division at the moment. Rovers are, whatever, third or fourth. Um, fourth, yeah. Fourth. Um, but, like, what did you say afterwards? Like, your budget is equivalent to one of their players, maybe.
1: I'd say their top runner would probably nearly cover our whole budget for the year. Mm. Um, again, as we said there's a short season in the first division that uh, we only paid the players, I think, from the first game of the season to the last game, so I think it could work out as 35 weeks or even less. Mm. And obviously, I think they paid the players 52 weeks of the year, so if you took that into account, <coughs> it would probably nearly cover our whole budget. Um, was there
0: a massive ga- I know 10, 10 v 11 is obviously different, but what was the gap in standard? Like, I think you made the point that Soccer Republic could have shown a few more of your goal yeah. chances as well, like...
1: I thought, well, no, listen, we, play, we played really well. Um, we had a young team and what we did was we, we set up differently because I know that they, they've come and watched us a few yeah. times.
0: Of uh, course, Kev Doherty was away. You're Kev, manager. Kev absolutely yeah. gutted
1: he was away. Yeah. He was yeah. on the phone. He actually rang Sean Brennan because Sean was suspended in about the eighty-eight minute or the 87 minute and stayed on the phone for the whole extra time. So. Ah,
2: brilliant. Um, that was the first time you rang in, 87 minutes. I know. It was <laughs> where, where was he at all? You know, the uh, live score. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, in fairness now, it was... Listen, it was. We, we, we changed system. We played a little bit differently because they'd seen us against Galway the week before. We were awful in the first half. Um, and I know they were there for the Shells game as well at Holke. Um Another game where we played on the Friday night. Um, I think it was like 30 degrees that weekend. It was really warm and it was a sticky pitch. So we didn't play too well and it wasn't really a good game. Um, so they probably looked at them games and rightly so, taking confidence out of it. But uh, we changed system. We played a little bit different and with a lot of legs in the team, like a lot of energy and a lot of pace. And, um, we could get out of the pitch uh, or get
2: around the pitch after them, and um, it just worked out in the evening. Do you think they maybe underestimated just like you then, just on the basis of maybe they've seen you on two badish days? days? Um,
1: Underestimate, I don't know. Like, listen, rightly so, they should think they should turn up at United Park and beat us. Um, they're full time, and the resources that they have and the squad that we have, would they take any of our players? Possibly a few of them, but would they go in and play in their team? Probably not. Um, so, rightly so, they probably did think that they could. They, they could beat us but um, listen it is what it is I think uh, we perform it's, it's, a, it's a hard place to go United Park um, it's a tight pitch wouldn't be the most glamorous of uh, mm. stadiums so um, if, if, if we play to the best of our ability and a tight uh, pitch in the environment the way it is and we can stay in the game for as long as possible it just puts pressure on them
0: you must be enjoying it in fairness
1: yeah it's good it is good um, I suppose the news with the new stadium coming along as well is a bit positive for the um, for the club as well so what,
0: what is the latest on that because I think a few people made the point that um you know it, this is all theoretically fine, but like there's no date on it or anything you know no. John Delaney was kind of hailed in a series of me- of i suppose press releases and like quotes from various um personnel but like when is this actually going to take off? I know very little about in fairness now um You're the draw of the manager I know
1: but still uh no, i think, lies think the road, <coughs> with the with the with the um the council and the FA involved as well, so and the club. Um, listen, that's the only positive thing that it's not just coming out from the club's point of view, saying this is what we want to do. I think it's sort of there's obviously been plans put in place and it's it's given the go ahead. But until I suppose the last brick goes in, you'll never really know like when when the day is going to be that it'll be open.
0: Yeah, and another ground that was uh, in the news was the Carlisle grounds because Bray were obviously on about moving out of there, and uh, we're going to now talk to Niall O'Driscoll, the new uh, chairman at Bray. Niall, I was just making the point there um, before before you came on that it now kind of looks like uh, we're talking to Tim Clancy about Drogheda United, you know, moving moving ground. it looks like the Carlisle grounds is probably going to be uh, the home of Bray Wanderers indefinitely after the um, I suppose the the the, the recent uh, changing of the guard
3: there, maybe. Well, I, I, I suppose it's the only home we have. It's the only one we got, so that's where we are, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, the priority, I suppose, is a little bit different, obviously, than, the, say, draw or one or two other clubs, where ours is about building a football club and, and getting all those fundamentals right really first <laughs> before anything else happens, and that has to be really the key about what we're about at the moment, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but, I, I, like, you know, we, we've all um, commented on the fact that the ground needs work, but, like, from my perspective, slightly romantically, I wouldn't knock the fact that you have one of the most beautifully located grounds in the country, great playing surface with a lot of history as well.
3: Oh, no, absolutely. And I, like, I don't know if you've been there recently. Even in the last 10, 14 days that we've been there, we've made significant changes into the look and feel about the place, uh, albeit some of them are short-term, you know, right down to replacing toilets, putting signs up, getting paint done, clean seating. You know, it, it, it must be a venue where people... You know, enjoy coming. That's the first job, and I do. I do share your view. You know, location, accessibility to Dart. All of these things are are, are, are fabulous. For us. As well as the history, of course, because it's one of it's one of the oldest uh, sporting grounds in Ireland.
0: And what about, um, you know, the initiatives? This, is, this one on Friday night now um, particularly, um, I suppose, pricked our ears. Girls' night out this Friday, calling all ladies, girls, mums, grannies, first wives, previous wives, current the past girlfriends, mother-in-law, young old. This Friday is girls' night out in break. Yeah, Come along, bring but, your pals and have exactly. some fun
3: at Wicklow's Premier League Club. Yeah, well, well I, I, I think our, our view is, is, is to make this an inclusive club for all. That, that's where we're at. You know, and there is a tradition, you know, it's that the the Friday has a few pints and maybe it brings his kids or whatever. So it, it, it's very sort of monotone, if you know what I mean. And our, our sort of view is, particularly where we're located, and we have to look at the the, the, the dynamics of the people sort of in the area, you know, it's young families, you know, it's it, it, it's a lot of kids, you know, 50% of the population is women, why would we why would we, would we? not partake and in, in involve everybody in it? So a lot of the initiatives we have at the moment really are about come down, see what it's like, you know, hopefully enjoy the experience and, and come back
2: again. Now, just to tell us like, what, you know, what attracted you to this project? Because it's obviously been a fraught couple of years for, for Bray Ronders, as has been well documented. You've had involvement, a long involvement with Sir Joseph's boys who've, been involved with Bray, I guess, and, and would be sort of have first hand knowledge of, of some of those problems. Uh, what made you think, okay, this is something I w- I'm going to throw my extra energy into?
3: Um, well, I, 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 I suppose there's one or, one or two questions there. First of all, we've always, uh, yes, you're right, I've been involved in Joe's and Leicester Centre before for the last sort of, 38, 40 years, and, and that's what I enjoy doing schoolboy football. People go off and play golf, forget go to the pub and go on holidays my interest is school by football and I've really enjoyed it over the years. Made some fabulous friends. And and the relationship with Joes and Bray goes back 20 plus years. You know, forgetting the, the highs and lows and the good days and bad days, you know, uh, and, and they're, they're all documented for everyone to see. The relationship has been good. You know, it's been good for the development of the clubs. It's been good for the development of kids' opportunities to play. So, yeah, I would have enjoyed having been involved in that. Obviously, in the last couple of years, the relationship's been a bit more difficult. More, 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 so because obviously the, the the Bray situation and whatever. So it's sort of like, as I call this, it, like a marriage where we're you know we need a bit of counselling. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. uh, and, and it's been like that, hot and cold. So so I suppose when the opportunity came up, uh, my my view was obviously if Bray had a collapsed it would have had. Huge implications for for Joe's and their and, and the academy, which we, we put a lot of work into in the last two years, in in the whole player pathway and development opportunity for kids. So that that was probably the main decision why we we, we did this. It wasn't a financial; it was a pure football decision. You know, Faber's club and Joe's and and all other clubs that link into us, as well as the academy. And at least now, I suppose we're in control of of the whole pathway where before we weren't. Yeah, and when I say that, that you were looking from a Joe's perspective as well. Oh, no, no, sorry. You know, I I, I don't apologise for that one at all. You know, that's just my life. And there are fellows in Joe's, Brendan Harmon, fellows they found who had a huge influence on me growing up, you know, and kept me on the straight scenario. And I've been lucky work-wise. So, you know, I can't complain. Um, And and so, to me, it was a logical thing to do. I didn't particularly want to do it, uh, but it was the right thing to do. And like everything, once we make up our mind that we'll give it a go, well, we'll give it a go. So, so, and, so, and see where it takes us.
2: So, th- so these initiatives that you're speaking of, because I think there's like a Kids Go Free, I think, under 14 as well, you've had and stuff like that. Like, it, is the main job in the short term almost trying to rebuild relationships with the local community? Because obviously a lot of fans have, have decided to stay
3: away for whatever reason. Well, well, from, from my perspective, and Timmy's sort of personally, <laughs> we're, we're not rebuilding anything because we're starting again. So we're starting from scratch. Obviously, the legacy issues that, that Bray have had with our supporter base, with the town, with the county, whatever, really has, has, has nothing to do with us. And there, to be honest, there's not an awful lot we can change about that. But what we can do is we can acknowledge it. You know, it's a bit like the Good Friday Peace Agreement. We can acknowledge what went on. we are done. We can try and create a platform for it to move forward. And then we can only do things, you know, today that will make a difference for tomorrow. And that's really what we're about. You know, and, and, and um, you know, and, and some of the stuff that has gone in the past, you know, when, and the problem is in the last week or two how people are treated and people not being paid, not being paid. You know, they, these are, are things that just should not happen full stop. You know, I'm not here to condone anything. The reality is, you know, people deserve to get paid when they work. You know, and suppliers deserve, deserve to get paid when they supply stuff. Like I run an insurance business, I expect to get paid when we sell insurance premiums. And, and, and there are a lot of families and livelihoods hanging out of that. And ju- just on, on Bray though, if you look at what Dundalk have done as a provincial club,
0: is there any reason why you couldn't, you know, reach for the stars down the line in terms of potential of Bray, you know, the catchment area you have, the history and all that, and also your proximity to Dublin?
3: Oh no, sorry, I do, don't get me wrong, I don't underestimate the potential. You, you know, but, you know, it's a bit like we all want to win the lotto, but very few of us buy the ticket. You know what I mean? Mm. So so the reality here is we have to be realistic. Um, first thing to me is to get the structures right out there, is to, is to get the, the people who want to be there right out there. But when I talk about structures, I'm talking about the football structures and the non-football structures. Like The non-football structures are, are probably today are more important because, you know, we've got a general manager in play now. We we twenty-five volunteers giving a hand for the last match day. You know, it's it's been super in such a short period of time. So once that infrastructure is in play and people start enjoying themselves, well then it, it it creates a platform for us to get to the next step, whatever that step is. You know, I think it's a little bit. I'm not I'm not familiar with running League of Ireland football clubs, but I, I get football clubs. I think on the on the football side, which you touched on there, is really about. You know, uh, it is what it is and we are where we are. So the thing is, we need to change our philosophy, our culture, how we want to play, uh, what we expect from players, that, that the leadership from the managers. All of this is about a of cultural change. Uh, people originally thought, oh, we're going to turn it into amateur and just run like Spielberg low. Far, far from that. You know, uh, we're going to do the best we can we put whatever resources we have into it, and we'll manage those the best. And hopefully we'll have the best squad of players available to us you know, uh, for next season, the years after, whatever they will be.
2: I mean, you inherited a difficult situation just in terms of purely where you were in the Premier Division table, and you made the decision to appoint a new manager, and you went for, for Gary Cronin as a sort of a first job. Now, at that point, was there a temptation? Because people might have thought... They're, they're going to go for an experienced manager to try and keep them up, you know? But were you thinking slightly longer term in terms of the type of appointment you wanted to make?
3: Uh, very very much so. Like, you know, there is there is a number of very good managers who've been around the block 10 times and, 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 and done good jobs elsewhere and whatever. We felt what we needed to do is we needed to change the culture. You know, we, need, we needed to change, you know, how, how football's Clubs are run, how they're perceived, and we feel that's why Gary and I, I've sort of watched Gary over the last couple of years develop, uh, along with a, a number of others. Ones and, and, and his, his personality, his drive, his enthusiasm is a massive one for us, you know. And the experience that he's had as a player that he can share with sort of what we want to do in developing is is key, and and um, you know, and that that was the reason for the decision. Uh, it's very much a long term one. You know, and you know, is he is he going to win every game? Is he going to lose every game? We don't know. At this stage, it's just about creating the environment, having the right players in there, the right coaching staff, and, uh, and setting the standards, and, and and we go as high as we can go. Uh, and uh, but I must say, we're absolutely delighted, Gary, The more I get to meet him, you know, he is, is, is a nice young fella. He's married with a couple of kids, or sort of a partner with a couple of kids. You know, he shares the same views we do it's the same views on how football should be being. We're we're, we're delighted to support that. We lend our experience to, to that as well. Is so it a good thing a bad thing for you to get relegated this season, being honest? It, to, to me, it, it, it doesn't bother me particularly. I'm, oh, would I love to stay up, you know, and uh, get down to the playoffs and win penalty shootouts? to probably write a movie about it all. You know what I mean? It's, it, the reality of it is we'll end up where we end up. Um, and, and, you know, whether that's starting off and building in the first division or fighting survival or in the Premier division or God forbid, you know, another club may have a problem and spaces may create which has happened a couple of times. You know, there are a whole load of issues but we'll, we'll deal with what's in front of us and we'll do the best we can. That's really all I can say but from a football point of view, you know, I want to win every match I ever play Whether that was under eight, under the international League it hasn't changed.
0: Niall, thanks a million for your time and uh, very best of luck at Bray for the rest of the season and beyond. No, not at all,
3: and really appreciate it, guys, and thanks for all your support. Much appreciated. it. Cheers, man. Uh,
0: you spent a bit of time, obviously, at Bray. Um, first time I saw you play it was at Bray, actually. Um, ball playing centre back and all that. <laughs> Beside you, you were there as well. I was there as well? But, yeah. um, <laughs> in fairness, it's a club that kind of it would be attractive, maybe down the line for for players and managers. I would have thought. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head there with the potential side of things. Like uh, geographically,
1: um, it's probably the easiest ground in the country to get to. Uh, beautiful Georgian
0: buildings around yeah, it it's,
1: seaside, a, it's a, it's a all lovely that. lovely place um, it's probably worth a few quid the ground as well
0: so that's probably what the angle oh, yeah. was previously the council own it Dan don't yeah. they,
1: they do, yeah, yeah. yeah and
2: it's classified for sporting use
0: I think yeah. I, I love that Like I, I hate the idea of leaving a ground like that yeah. and they surely can do something to it do you know what I mean? Well, like, they have
2: a bit of space. Like, yeah, I had a debate. I mean, for example, around United Park, you're very limited tight, in terms yeah. of what you can do. Um, around Carlisle Grounds, there's a bit more land there, even like that area behind the goals yeah. and stuff like that. You could do something with it, um, but it's a complicated one because of the ownership situation and stuff like that. But you'd like to think, like, you know, I, I am a big fan of, like, grounds and facilities that are very accessible by public transport you know that mm. you have the stadium that's 10 50, the old longford thing that's 10 50 minutes outside or a drive or something you just you're just naturally going to lose something because you want to build a friday night experience and it's a lot people want to have beers It's like, easy for people just to walk down or yeah. even like people with young kids like mm-hmm. you can get the dart from surrounding areas get the dart and get the dart home and it's not like uh an ordeal so i mean i like you'd be impressed by everything that they've done so far and what they've said um they're just in the door, you know. So obviously the challenge is really and you judge it over time. But the one thing that I think they definitely like deserve praise for is that, and we touched on it a bit. There was a lot of people locally who were disenfranchised, dis, disenfranchised, and disillusioned, and you need to get them back first before you look for new fans. You need to get your your hardcore back, and some of the hardcore weren't even gone. Yeah. So um, that 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 is a job. That's a an important short term job because. You know, a club of that size, every person can't. What was yeah. your
0: time like there? It was good. It was really good. Um, Albeit but, in context of it being a difficult season off the pitch. Yeah, but
1: even at that, like, because the, the squad we put together, like, after the first round of games, I think we'd split on Dundalk and Cork.
0: Remember when you went to Turner's Cross and the top of the table clashed yeah. 7,000 people there or whatever, like?
1: I know, that's a bit funny, like, when you look back now, like, Not, a, just a, over year's, a, year ago, a like. year's time then mm. the rock bottom of the league, like, but that's the nature of the League of Ireland. I think you said there get the nail the head down with the um, you got to get connected with the community like and I think Cork really have um, bought into that and they are filling the place out now that also comes with success mm. Dundalk are doing the same they are getting good crowds but they're winning things so it's a lot easier when it is um, a successful period for the club but it's sort of the job that um, on the hands of all other League of Ireland clubs is to try and get as many fans in the gate and that can then bring on a successful period as opposed to having a successful period and then getting the fans getting in afterwards. after. Yeah. I think
0: they, they did a the thing there where it was like free kids and free ice cream for all the kids just, that's so simple but so effective in my view like, cuz invariably their parents are obviously going to go as well hmm. and just make it fun like you know and, and make it a, a community a community experience i suppose
2: um, does and do, does having a couple of kids make you a more successful manager make you a more yeah you know, I, I thought I that, that, that was interesting right i was just thinking cuz yeah. you four
1: well, this I'm not I'm not being put out the study like not I mean like there's still room for more like Wife, the, wife, well, the wife doesn't know that yet but if it means I'm more successful like as proper, you proper <laughs> we always
2: want to go exclusive in this show but i'm not <laughs> yeah. sure if that was the one we really wanted fancy we may have more children <laughs> you know
0: but like no, your wife no. your wife's abroad at the moment so she no saying the matter i
2: hope
1: there's no more kids
0: then <laughs> yeah. um, she's actually not coming home now <laughs> yes. but um yeah so we're gonna go to uh lee j lynch now of Sligo rovers um I don't know if you heard this, but I thought it was uh, one of the more obscure uh, League of Ireland stories of a very obscure season where they gave their money back down to the club because they lost to Longford in the cup. I think that's basically what happened. It's obscure. This, it's uh, a bit mad. Yeah. It's, it's a bit It's a bit, uh, obscure. Now, is that bizarre, maybe. Definitely bizarre. Um, it could be a bit of a boo, is it? Grotesque, uh, unprecedented. What was it again? Uh, bizarre and um, uh, unbelievable. Or unbelievable. I don't know. Charlie Hawley on... Yeah. Um, Malcolm MacArthur back in the day, when, <laughs> when uh, it, it, was, it was very, very, I was a bit gobsmacked by this now, so I have to say. Yeah. You lose a game long for in the Cup, you know, you're still a fresh footballer. Would you have done it, Tim? The captain comes in, he's like, we're, we're, we're giving our money back to the club.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah, it. Tim, Tim's,
2: Tim's been around. been You know, he's been around different clubs and football yeah, in different environments. I've lost different a few games time, right? <laughs> uh, we
1: we'll go back to how many kids I have there.
0: <laughs> four. <laughs> <laughs> we get on to Lee Linso. So, uh, yeah, Lee, uh, if you could just explain, I suppose it was an unusual thing uh, that Sligo Rovers players uh, decided, uh, basically, just to donate their money. Or week's wages back to the club after the Longford um, game. Which, portion of it. Yeah. A portion of it which um, can you just explain that it was, you obviously felt a little bit of um, I suppose a bit of regret about what happened uh, on Sunday.
4: Yeah it was a number of reasons being honest. Um, the first one was um, like I think the club documented well that I think we've gone 11 or 12 weeks without a home game. Now that, that that's a crazy thing to have you know and I think the people who made the fixtures would have seen this. now I can understand they were accommodating the European teams which, which, which they need to do so which is fine but they could have juggled a few fixtures around to, to not have that gap so big um, and then obviously the second thing is look the club is steeped in history and winning the FBI Cup and, and it's a big big deal and um, it's a big big deal to the to the, to the board and to the fans of, of Sligo progressing through each year and um Look, being honest, since I've come in we've been on uh, and a couple of other players we've been on a very good run of form and, and we just didn't turn up in that game and obviously um losing the cup semi final at home to Derry and then having a second home cup game as well and um I thought we played we played well in the Derry home game and it was just a great strike. But then in the Longford game, being honest, we just didn't turn up if, if we're being truthfully honest. and um, we weren't at the races at all and to be fair to Longford they came up with a very good game plan and it worked and um, they they deserved to go through on the night, being honest. And um, so for us, and um, a couple of the players got together, and it just wasn't good enough. And um, because we should have had enough to win that game if we if we if we were on it that night, and we weren't, and we came together and we said we need to do something to show the fans of Sligo and um, who are hurting at the moment, and to show to show the board of, of Sligo that we care as well. And and that's what we came up with. And. Um, just to show them that we care and that that it's not just a game of football to us, and that we want to be winning every week with Sligo, and we want to be and through to the further end of, of the cup games.
0: Yeah, because because obviously it is quite frustrating because your league position, um, you know, is, is relatively solid at the moment, and you know you're looking for this proper cup run. Sligo really would get behind that in the town. You know, yeah, obviously your cup final experience, and it's over before it's begun. It is, yeah, exactly. You said the right
4: thing there, you know. Um, like, we have a big game at Limerick. If we beat Limerick, we go eight points, clear them. And if if, if Bowe's lose to Shamrock Rovers, we jump ahead of them. And then we can look forward to to trying to catch Pat, you know, in the last six, seven games. So, you know, as far as the league goes, look, they don't want to be down around there anyway. But, you know, um, it, it's an okay enough position as in regards we're not in major, major trouble. But as far as you said, with the two cup games, and they were back-to-back as well, you know, to it was a big missed opportunity to get into a final and it would have been an amazing occasion and um, I had that with Limerick although we lost it it was a great for the city it was it was market That's field was, fight, it? yeah it was the market field was packed it was a big lead into the game and um, it was a brilliant occasion for the club and for the city unfortunately we lost it so to get into a cup final with Sligo this year would have been amazing and it was a missed opportunity so we we, we said we'd be going into the Longford game fully focused and, and we were and um, it just didn't go for us on the night, and and we, we fully understand the fans' frustration and um, at the players and and um, and the missed opportunity. And, and that, as I said, that that's what we decided to do to show them that we actually do care and 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 that we want to be progressing through it. We we don't want to be losing those sort of games, and and um and that's what we did. Was the
2: manager or the club sort of surprised by your gesture? I mean, did the manager have any role in this at all, Lee, or was it just a players thing?
4: No, it was just all the players. Um, A couple of us got together, three or four of us got together um, for a coffee the following day and and started talking about a couple of things and um, we needed to speak to the change room as well and um, we came together ourselves and decided what we want from the next seven or eight weeks and... Look, it's a hard thing to take. As you say it out of two cup competitions in in quick succession, and it would have kind of had a bit of longer onto our onto our season. Um, and so we came together and we decided what we wanted to do. And the following day, we we had a team meeting ourselves with, with no management involved, and um, and we, we said it to the rest of the boys, and they were all on board with it as well. And um, and and look, it's it's just what we've decided to do. You know, we we've kind of. Obviously, we came to that decision a couple of days ago. So, kind of it all coming out now and last night is kind of a bit crazy for us because we've moved on to focusing on the Limerick game, and that was just a gesture we wanted to do. With regards, we we just wanted to show people that we're hurting as well, and it's not just a game of football for us. What
0: I've actually just come upon this uh, stats at the at the moment, and and this is kind of augmented by the fact that you've lost to Derry and Longford at home um, in recent weeks without. Uh, scoring as well your home record in the league 13 games one two um you've actually scored eight and conceded 20 at home it just seems mm. a staggeringly bad home record
4: yeah as, as i said now i've only been in the door five weeks can't, so i um, can't, can't lay all the blame on you <laughs> no and um, look we're a team game and i'm part of this team now and i'm i'm, I'm proud to be part of this team now and Look, it's, 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 it's not good. It's, an, it's a not good record. And I think if you actually flipped it around, I, I wouldn't know too much. But I think someone said it to me a couple of days ago that our away record is the third best in the league after Cork and the Lux.
0: You've scored if more I'm than not, you've conceded away, actually.
4: There you go, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, that, that's a bit crazy. You know? Other, if, if you were to ask someone at the start of the season when it's all a clean slate, which one would you prefer? Everyone would take Take a be- better home
0: record. But this is kind of you know, to this, this is a bit like the League of Ireland teams in Europe. Um, the way they're set up at the moment, with one up top, a lot of the time they're just better suited to be playing away. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong.
4: Mm. You're yeah, not I, Lee No, I, I just think um, I just can't put my put 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 a put, a, put yeah. my foot in it at all. Like having that, but um, it's a poor home record. It's a very poor home record, and for a for a town like Sligo, who love their soccer up here. It, They want to see week in week out winning and and kinda not having that level of inconsistency, you know. You can understand why they're so frustrated and then I suppose they're probably in shock at the same time that when we do go away and play away from home, we actually are playing very, very well and grinding out very, very good results. Like a couple of weeks ago that league game up in Derry, even going in at one nil at half time, we wouldn't have thought we were going to lose the game. We were fully in control of that whole game and obviously we won the game two one and the lads were telling me they've had a lot a lot of games like that away from home where they've where they've where they've done very, very well. So Joe you know, for me personally it's it's very frustrating as well. Being in the door. Usually you'd kinda of say, All right, lads, we need to change it around and we need the home we need our home we need our home fixtures to be to be a hard place to come and we need to start grinding out results after results so people know, hold on. They haven't lost at home in ten games or whatnot, not the other way around, you know. Lee um,
2: Yeah. I mean Lee, you mentioned that you're you're not long in the door. Just to explain to people, I think you were in Arizona, but but what actually what actually happened in America? Because it was a it was a short term stay you had there.
4: Yeah, but basically, um, like I spoke with a lot of clubs after after the season with Limerick in in twenty seventeen, and a lot of them um, wanted to sign me, but I I made the decision that I wanted to go to America myself. So I spoke with um James Chambers, uh, Eamon Zayed, and. Uh, Richie Ryan a lot about this. Now it was the wrong time to kind of go. Was a lot of a lot of squads would have been full at the end of October, kind of early November. So um so it came about to go to Arizona. Now what, what went on there was that um they were they were gonna vote a new commissioner to come in as the head of the American FA basically and um there were two different candidates that one wanted to scrap the NESL and just have M L S and USL and the other one wanted to create a new NESL league with a promotional relegation and that's where my team came into it and I think there were seven other teams that had signed contracts to go into the new NESL which would have been considered the second tier under MLS so that was proposed to go ahead in actually August this month um, so when I went out there in kind of January February time it was proposed that in six seven months you were going to get the decision but it didn't go that way and the commissioner that didn't want the NESL um, got got the job and, and and scrapped the NASL and a lot of those teams that you've seen and um, it was very well documented that they either went to the usl or players were released out of the contract mm-hmm. and allowed to leave for free and so that's so that's what went down so it, i i was well aware of the how well how it could go either way before i went out there i just wanted to go out there myself um just to see if, if if i would like to do it again in the future or anything like that and i certainly would now that i was out there for the four or five months i can say that if the opportunity came about closer, um, closer to my thirties or whatnot, as I'm only twenty six, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away from making that move.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, actually, a lot of League of Ireland players that I, I've spoken to have, have kind of mentioned that they'd like to play in Merrick at some stage. But um, before you go, uh, Limerick or Galway on Sunday. <laughs> I think
4: you're only going to Limerick, of course Limerick. Oh, no. um, I think a lot of people back at home are actually finding their tickets so I'll be one watching it on the couch as well. Oh man, very
0: laudable. Um, top man lead. best look for the rest of the season? No bother, thank nice. you lads. All That's the best man. man. See you later, bye-bye. Um, yeah that I wasn't really aware of that Arizona thing yeah I,
2: uh, I think at the start of the year I remember seeing something on Facebook like a video <laughs> announcing his signing and it was in some kind of like a typical American tavern or some kind it was like tavern. Hey, hey Lee J, and he was brought up Lee and, J, it's a great name a lot to, of, uh, for a player to move to the was States as well there was a bit of fanfare but I, I wasn't aware I, I didn't know what had happened because uh, i certainly the team you joined wasn't like an established team, you know, wasn't like one of the names that you would be aware of. So obviously that explains it, the whole NESL collapse, which sort of affected Zaid and Kilduff and a few of the other lads as well, That that the whole... The, the the ladder in American football has gone through a very sort of turbulent time so we obviously got caught up in it so there you go it's a bit unlucky really to be honest if you get a move to the States and then it falls through that quickly definitely actually.
0: Tim would that would, it, would that sort of have it been an attractive move for you back in the day a move maybe at the end of your time in Scotland yeah there
1: was a couple of things abroad uh, Bulgaria and China was Two things that...
0: Bulgaria and China?
1: Bulgaria and China. Wow. Yeah, we're two a day. China? One's you know I mean, to me. it
0: wasn't the top flight, it
1: was the second here in China, but uh, I'd, I'd been out for nearly 10 months at Hibs with Osteatus pubis, and I had an operation on my elbow seven days before they wanted me to go out, and I turned it down um, at the time. I, was, I knew I was leaving Hibs, so... Um, it's probably one that I look back and make me regret like we mm. should have gone over for a week and see what it was like. China or Bulgaria? Yeah. Uh, China. Mm. Bulgaria
2: wanna get injured again. The, the cash uh, probably could have been okay in China, I'm just thinking. Yeah, well that's it. Yeah.
0: Communist Power system and all that. Well listen. Can't knock it till you try it like <laughs> 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 They did. <laughs> <laughs> <It> don't work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs>
1: No. Um I knew a fella actually who threw his agent. Um he played at me at Kilmarnock and he didn't play a lot of games, uh, Steve Stevie's at Um Markham now I think actually um, he's their captain there but he went over there for a year and he got a little bit shafted by the agent um, the, the chairman of the club and the agent sort of worked together and I think they took 60% or 40% of his wage
2: in fairness so. yeah for all that China in recent years is spoken about is like the land of sort of like just go over there with your wheelbarrow and take yeah. the cash home there was huge issues prior to that with contracts not being honoured as well and players Yeah, well I, know, well, I know
1: he was I think he was on something like 14 grand a, a month after tax Right. and uh, the agent and chairman took six of it. Yeah. So it was more like, and then they said to him, sign it or else leave. Yeah. And yeah. he was sort of, well, what do I do here? Like, yeah, uh, you, nothing else <laughs> on the table. <laughs> not
2: going to you know, complain to the local no. officers. <laughs> no, not in, tr- in <laughs> communist signing. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be quite the strategy. Speaking of Hibs, actually... Uh, and, it was a and he of Bar- mentioned Markham as well. With so of so of Greenberg, Greenberg against. scoring against Markham, but also Daryl Horgan leaving Preston mm. to join Hibs, which is an interesting one, because like, Alex Neal spoke about how Horgan probably just didn't suit the way that, that his team played. Um, but you know a lot about Hibs. I mean, mm. I've been over a couple of Hibs games. It's, I think it's probably a decent move for him, I have to think, for Daryl. Yeah. Like it's a three-year deal at a good club that seems to be, I mean, you know, they're playing Europa League this week. They're sort of seem to be going in the right direction. Yeah. So what, um, what do you make of it? You know Scottish football I very think, well.
1: Yeah, I think, I think Scottish football suits Daryl down to the ground. Um, it's a lot more technical, I'd say, rather yeah. than physical in the championship. The championship will get the technical side of it, but most players in the championship are beasts. Like, um, you'll have very few centre backs in the champions, uh, championship that are below six two. Centre forwards, you team. normally have a big man big up front.
0: Team. And
1: just, just team on that team I wouldn't days. be
2: surprised if Andy Boyle Ended up in Scotland either, yeah, I have to yeah. say you but
0: know, I wouldn't be d- Of all our mates Like we say That follow football Very few seem to watch Scottish football mm-hmm. That I know of And it's like I couldn't tell you Really anything about the SPL yeah. In terms of what it's like uh, uh, Including Celtic In some respects But yeah. like It's interesting you say that About the technical aspect of it I wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought that at all Yeah
1: a lot, a lot of teams Try and play uh, Decent enough football They're sure looking at it as well Like um, If you look at the Following the attendances, the biggest attendance is per population in Europe. Mm. Um, for a country five and a half million, like similar to the size of Ireland, uh, Hibs would regularly get 12,000 fans at their home games, and in the same city, Hearts
0: would be getting sixteen thousand. So in yeah. in, a, in a lopsided league with one team certainly yeah. to win, but it's, it's everywhere. Like yeah, you open,
2: no. you I think we've touched on it, the odd time with guests before that you know you'd open a Scottish newspaper and like it's, a, only, it's only it's only Scottish 12 Pages are Scotland, yeah. you know, mm. matters and you know it could be a page lead on you know a St Mirren championship game against someone, you know. Yeah. It's uh, and you've got big clubs like Dundee United and stuff that have dropped out with a tough. I mean, Hibs did the same yeah. thing as well. Hearts um, as well. So, so it, it, it's I mean they've had a couple of years where it has to be said that like with the exception of Celtic, the results in Europe. Have been yeah. pretty poor this year. Has been a bit different. Aberdeen did well against Burnley, Hibs and Rangers are still going, they're playing Europa League Thursday evening. As we speak, we're speaking yeah. Wednesday lunchtime. So, I, I don't know, I'm getting a sense that maybe it might just be picking up a small bit. I, I, I don't know if that's the case. I and mean, obviously, Celtic were at this point in this week. With but. The
1: high profile managers now, like uh, obviously Brendan Rodgers in at Celtic, you've Gerard gone into um, Rangers they're getting players now from a high calibre of loanees from maybe Mm. Liverpool or Man United and whatnot that possibly wouldn't have been able to get from other clubs. But then you have Neil Lennon, who's a huge huge, uh, name in Scottish football because of his relationship with Celtic. He's now manager of Hibbs. So now Hibbs are starting to start sign European, European football, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. As well. yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I
2: think for, for, for someone like Horgan, and for players leaving our league, yeah. like one of the things that they miss is Europe. But the SBL gives you the opportunity <laughs> yeah, to, totally. to to have that I European think, experience. I so think Johnston Ho- were in Europe very recently yeah. as well. McMillan's obviously there now. I think so.
1: Horgan would be surprised, or would have been surprised when he actually seen the facilities that were at mm. um, Hibs. The training ground that Hibs have is phenomenal. Fantastic, yeah. Phenomenal training ground and the stadium as well. Like, so he's probably on par facility-wise uh, with Preston, if not better. Um,
0: um car play Rosenberg in the second leg yeah. Thursday, Dan. Um, before we get to the
1: games yeah, the I mean,
2: I suppose it's it's hard to be optimistic. Like I just Thursday was so disappointing, really. Like I know you you, you again would have been kind of critical of how they played. Um, like they had eleven corners to one in the match, which is a mad stat, really, a bit misleading in some ways because Rosenberg were very ha- happy to defend them. That's the point, uh, isn't it? but yeah. still, like it does show that they did have territorially a fair bit of time in the opposition half and then just got picked off when, when Rosenberg went for it they
0: haven't like, scored in five games in Europe no, two not, of which Maguire was playing in
2: it's not good the Larnaca game yeah um, I mean John Caulfield afterwards came out and was probably quite downbeat about uh, where we were at um, who's we though league. we as in being the League of Ireland mm. um, and that Damien Delaney came out straight away and his tone was very different. Someone, I mean, who's been in the Premier League very recently, whose, um, whose view was that actually the problem, the frustrating thing for him is that, you know, you'd like to play teams like this every week, that you could rise your level because he felt that in terms of basic ability, there wasn't like a massive gap. But I mean, it touches a bit on what we spoke about last week that, you know, Cork and the dog maybe aren't being regularly tested enough to really... I don't know, to, to, to hit those levels because the two goals they conceded were. I mean, one. Uh, the second the, goal was a smashing goal. It was a smashing goal, but that was the one that Delaney as a player was most frustrated by because he actually said that they, they actually had done some work in the prep on how they liked to sort of play that kind of pattern around the area, the old third man run. That was like something they'd worked on and they were aware of, and yet they were like statues. It looked very impressive to us. Uh, but I think for the players on the pitch, that seems to be the one that for frustra- it wasn't like there's nothing we could have done about that. It actually was the yeah. opposite. It was like that was something they were they were familiar with and didn't didn't sort of address. Did you see the match? I've seen the highlights. I've seen the highlights of it. What have you made of it? It's been
0: a pretty bad European campaign. Dundalk bees. Dundalk were the only team that qualified, and they were the seeded team. So basically, mm-hmm. we we've under we've underachieved or achieved exactly as we should have, I suppose, strictly speaking. But but we've. The games that have been on TV, especially... Like, that game, that Cork game was not good to watch from my perspective. It right. was it was like the old days of League of Ireland. Huff, huff and puff and blow nothing down, really.
1: Yeah, I think you have to look at it as well, though, that how many other leagues in similar size where are losing players, of the quality that we lose? Like, if you look at the ones left on to go over to Scotland or England, um, Cork had Kevin O'Connor, Sean Maguire left. Even, even, even Dooley going up north, like, so... We're not like when when you constantly lose them players. It's hard to replace them with the same quality for the same finances. Um, I suppose Derry is the same. They're losing their top players to Dundalk and Cork most years for the last lot of years. And obviously Dundalk then when they lost Richie was the first one to go over, but they lost like a good few after that as well. Um, I think it's difficult to then replace them so quickly and then bounce straight into the season because they're still only getting used to the, the systems that Stephen and uh, John want to play. And then by the time Europe comes around, we're sort of expecting them to do as well as it did the year before, having lost three of their best players. So it is quite difficult. Like
0: I was a bit demoralised by it, Dan. I have to say. now it, you're probably overreacting as well because Rovers nearly went through, and um, Derry are a bit of a mess at the moment.
2: And and I talk dog, though, enough, though, like Minsk could beat Derry beat Zenith St Petersburg yeah. 4-0 last week uh, and Larnica who, mm. who beat Dundalk went and won 2-0 in Austria and that's funny because there was a bit of chat before that Dundalk game that they felt Larnica probably they'd already done their homework a bit on grass just in case and that Larnica might have been a tougher opponent and it's, so, it's proved Poor fruit, to, like. so it's proved to be the case um, but your
0: point is, is very valid like because because of the gap between the teams who have European money it is hard for them to be playing like you go to Dundalk go to Bray on Friday
2: yeah I think that. That's the thing. Like even in Scotland, like there is a standard, as you know. There's a. It's a bit like not repeating the points of last week, but okay, Celtic are obviously a good bit ahead, but still, like the teams at the bottom of the SPL aren't part time and and you know sort of uh, sort of semi amateur or whatever, and you know it's completely different to what you play any other week. Like I, I just, I mean, it's it's a point to make. It uh, I, I, and the other point as Tim says is like you keep losing players every year and. uh you just look. At, I made the point about like see the clubs from Luxembourg are doing like really well, and I think every time an Irish team has played a Luxembourg team in the last few years, they've beaten them. Yeah, you, know, you look at what they're doing this year. The team from Luxembourg went and one away in Legia, and uh, another team lost. Progress who beat Rangers to, in recent memory, um, but they were beaten by Shamrock Rovers also in recent memory. They lost two one away to a team from Russia last week, went an away goal, so they got a chance of staying in it. So, but I, I saw got involved in a bit of debate and Faz Kadozovic, who was player in the league here is then managing in Luxembourg and I was just speaking about how Doodle Lange, that team that UCD beat now have like 13, 14 German French players they have a proximity they have a bit of cash and they're able to you know bring in players from overseas to strengthen so if they lose a couple they're, they're, they're getting in better the problem yeah. we've had in the league here is that you know we very rarely see lads and it's hard to go outside the league and bring in better than what you've got I mean the dog tried that a bit this year it didn't necessarily hit the jackpot with it you know in terms of overseas players um, so it's a tough one you, like you can we don't have hundreds of brilliant players here that are like you can lose a couple and, and you naturally strengthen um, and and we'll see I, I think Cork against Rosenberg away like they have nothing to fear like Rosenberg I thought at times in the first half they were a bit complacent when it came to just like tracking and runners and a couple of times Cork did play they weren't like fully it wasn't like Rosenberg were really impressive they were a bit sort of I don't know like they're a bit off at times like you know they're a bit complacent and they turned it on when they wanted to going forward but I don't know if Cork scored first maybe they can make things interesting for them over there but it's uh, it's hard to be hard to be predicting a, yeah. it would be one of like the great results to come back from 2-0 down yeah. I suppose Derry against Minsk were in the same situation and they gave it a go so at least like the game is on so hopefully Cork give us something to give us something to talk about positive
0: and at the weekend uh, these are the fixtures before we get to first a brief first vision chat to wrap up bray are playing dundalk i think they're going to be at that game unless go down to longford and galway tim Looking a bit grim That'll
1: for us.
0: That'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. Yeah. In fair, uh, D-Day. Yeah. Uh, interesting, actually, comments from Alan Murphy in the match programme about this complacency among players in Galway about just playing for Galway United and then you've kind of achieved. And that's why we you know we've never really achieved anything down there. Um, but I'm going for an away win in Braves. Ah, yeah, yeah, I
2: think, th- although, like, the doc by all accounts, weren't great the first 30 minutes against Cove. They need, they
0: need to manage their situation now and get over the line yeah, in the they,
2: they managed to rest I mean they, they, they didn't play Huber and Shields last week and maybe they're just freshening up a couple of legs that were looking a bit leggy in in Cyprus but they haven't played well for like three or four games now so um, you, yeah it's probably a good game to have Who is Watford. the weakest team in the Premier Division Derry Waterford. Watford uh, you see Kenny Shields has been told now there's a new transfer I policy that at. play bad.
0: Uh, and he, he, did you see the photo that went with the story it was kind of like if ever you want to define something between agony and a smile that's what Kenny Sheen's face <laughs> nice. was it was very hard to know what his expression was but, but was it that a live photo to
2: do with that arrangement or it, was it a file photo no, not sure I'm not sure well, if, if they I'm chose sure that if they photo <laughs> they did well <laughs> yeah because
0: um, the chairman is like I think it was the chairman he's like Philip obviously, Dorothy, yeah. obviously a lot of these signings have been you know he made reference to the fact that the players weren't either talent-wise... They have
2: to be medically assessed. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. A, it's not a great endorsement, really. No.
0: Of, uh, he signed um, 83 players in the last few months, Kenny. You know. well, so it was a mad figure, anyway. And a yeah.
2: lot of them didn't work. 78 of them left before they <laughs> played three games. Um, I, Derry Waterford. He's like, so Waterford have had a bad one of results without sort of... Uh, they've come close in some of the games. Mm, I'm going to go for a draw. Away win.
0: Limerick Sligo.
2: Limerick Sligo. Well, we're listening to Lee Jay talking about Sligo's, but maybe they wanted like a good away draw in the cup. That's what they really wanted, like you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Limerick, Limerick were poor against Bowes Cockhill, then they they sounds like they even had a few struggles up there. Maybe their, their tight squad might be catching up on them a small a small bit uh, away win.
0: I do think there's something to what I've saying, though. There, I think with so many teams playing one up top that they're just better. He didn't really want to engage with your point, did he? Uh, no, I, but y- you get a lot of um, you get a lot of these ki- where teams are playing at home and they match up against one up top team, and it's kind of like it's a bit of a stalemate here, like you know, because they're they're playing a team with, they're playing a one up top, but they're playing against a team who are even more defensive. So you're like. And, and I don't know it's, it's just a bit of an odd one Because so, so few teams Are playing two Strykers so Waterford, Waterford play with two Waterford three. do But it's not many like
1: No it, it, It's the way it's sort of going like, What's your say, formation top, well, in? We play one up top as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And we play a lot A lot with uh, like You the, can we, improvise we like, we like to see a Three up top Like I yeah. say It would be Chrissy through the centre But uh, Doyler plays like As a, as a wide, like, Mark Doyle um, So we'd normally have like I, I wouldn't classify As a one up top um, you're flexible. It's a 4-3-3 yeah. in possession. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah. And listen, you work out of possession. Obviously, he's not going to engage in conversation with you at that because he's sort of if he goes against it, he's more or less saying his manager's wrong. So you can understand that as well. <laughs> Very yeah, candid. You were
2: just trying to trick him there. Yeah. That's Rovers what, bows, John. Do Rovers bows? I think Rovers have to win one of these games, don't they?
0: Like two defeats in a. Uh, was it a draw on Daily Mount? Yeah. Yeah. It was one-all. Yeah. 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 Bad game, yeah. You were at that game as well.
2: Well, no, the first game of the season, they lost 3-1. And then... This game is live in air sport, way. you were at
0: the one-all, the last, most recent uh, serving of these two. Was yeah, that was, game that was the miles. game of
2: the Ireland squad were there and they left and they missed the two goals. Although apparently Roy Keane loved the game. He really enjoyed the physicality of mm. it. Um, yeah, I, I think Rovers have to. I mean, that was a shocker for them last week. Uh, they are in a good run of form. They're in tallah. Like if they don't get a reaction now, I mean the last time they played there, Watts was like the outstanding player for Bowes in terms of how they played. He's now with Rovers. You're know, just, a good to, reception. just uh, I'd say you'll get a pretty bad one. Um Ah, uh, they have to they have to win this home win. Uh, home win. What do you think how, how do you think that game might go, Tim? I know you're you're probably working at your at your own job most yeah. Friday nights, so I don't know how much Premier Division you're actually seeing, but Rovers and Bowes um, as a game. Listen,
1: it's before the game at the weekend, the Rovers hadn't conceded in six games, like, and they conceded a penalty against us. Granted, we had a few other chances, so they're not giving up too many chances. Um, and I think earlier on in the season, I think it was the first game with three one, was it? Yeah. The two goals they conceded at the end, like, or three goals they conceded in that game were pretty poor. Mm. So if they if they cut that out, like, um, and I don't know if Dan Carr's back or not, I'm not sure, like, he's a big player for them. So um, listen, they're capable of going and winning, but then again, Bows have shown as well it's probably a different bowl team to the last a lot of years where they are more attractive to watch now. They have yeah. a lot of creative players and a lot of players to get forward. So. Hopefully it'll be a good game. Hopefully.
2: Actually, on that Tally, you see is a good surface, a yeah. Good place to go. It actually suits Bowe's, you know. On, the, on that note, though, they, they've
0: the last three or four games they've actually gotten some really nice goals. They look like they're clicking going forward. Yeah, they like, have. Yeah. Now I think they've played a few bad teams as they well. They have. But, yeah, to be fair, but yeah. maybe for confidence, it's no harm. And Stokes is getting the odd goal, and well, he's been coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. um can um, play. Corcoran's playing well. <laughs> JJ Loney, beautiful goal in Wexford. Key Ward's been doing yeah. excellent
2: yeah. as well. Great line about the wrestler. Well um, also yeah well, there's also like Daniel Kelly and, and Grant as well that have given them a bit of pace as well mm. which is something that they didn't really have. Yeah. So. And
0: Aaron Green who didn't start against you uh, but came on to no effect.
1: Yeah well Green I think you, <laughs> Green was carrying a knock in fairness to him so um, yeah he got put on at half time. Listen, Green For the boy
0: Kavana Brandon Kavanagh prospect.
1: Yeah he's an excellent player in fairness to him. Um, I've seen him out we played a game a bounce game against uh, the home base 19s out in Abbottstown there a couple of weeks back and the uh, under nineteen squad played against. I Think it was the colleges team just beforehand. It's the first time I'd seen. Um, i seen him at a game. Like I've seen highlights. Obviously, very, very good player. Wedded
0: to his left foot, the ball, isn't it? Yeah,
1: he's yeah. got great balance about him as well. Possibly going loan um, to drugs at some stage. I wouldn't mind that now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> could be a difficult phone. Pats are playing.
0: Pats are playing. We we actually don't have this in the list, but Pats are Cork. Playing. Cork
2: are home to Pats on Sunday. This is a Corked. really well professionally put together package. Cork home because of the rescheduled Cork Pats game. So uh, we'll see. Um, Cork just tend to beat Pats. Cork will win at home. Yeah, they will. I mean, Pats have actually yeah they they've they had they left it behind when they played them a few times this season. Actually, mm. first said, game in season. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. but at home, well, I think so. Yeah. This is the
0: first round of games all over again, for the final time. First, this was the season fixture fixture list one, wasn't it?
2: The, was the season openers. You added around four extra words to that sentence. But the, se- the season openers. Yeah, uh, home win. So we're home win. Yeah, we're coming into the home stretch. I guess now home stretch. Although but in the first division, we're we're beyond what? that into now, the final furlong. College have
0: oh, uh, college have like gone seven clear. So I think they should be all right. My my outside tip for cup glory. Who, um, but the battle for. Tell you what, Tim, the battle for a second to fourth, and the difference between second and fourth is huge as well. At Lone against Finn Harps, you'd imagine Harps win mm-hmm. that. cabin League against Drogheda, Galway-Longford, kind of a last-chance saloon for definitely Galway and probably Longford. Give us the point situation. And then, then Wexford, people. Shells, and Cove, UCD. So UCD are seven clear of Harps, who are two clear of Shells, who are level with Drogheda, but with a 4 points better goal difference. And Shells are away at Wexford, which I imagine is a chance for them. And then Longford are four points off, fourth. And Galway are further two points off. Galway are six points off, fourth. You
2: could have just done the numbers, John, but I... Like,
0: you know. UCD 51, <laughs> Finn Harps 50, 44, Shells and draw to 42. Uh, Longford 38, Galway 36.
2: <laughs> that was it Was like a mystery that time. <laughs>
0: Tim Clancy, are you going to get promoted? Uh, listen, it's a huge ask. Um... I think shells have quite a favourable run in as well. Uh, and hang on a sec now. What about the players they've signed out of nowhere? I know Carl Moore, Paddy Kavanagh, Morehouse. You know where yeah, have your signings been? <laughs> Kandrad not spoke, an attractive place. I spoke to
1: half of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, spoke to half of those three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, no, listen, they're um, they've got a good squad. They've got a lot of experience there as well. Shells and. Um, Listen, they're never, they're never out of a game. Very few people go and beat Shells by a lot of goals. Um, so they make, they make it very difficult to play against.
0: They've lost three games this season
1: yeah. in, the, in the league. Yeah, so it's, it's, I think they've drawn quite a, quite, uh, quite a few. So it'll be difficult, but um, I know they've got a good run in now and they've got Galway last day of the season. Um, so you'd be expecting Shells probably to pick up a few points from now and then. We've got a difficult one out in Cabinet, They beat us out there last uh, the first round of games. Um, so we all went out there I think they've beaten UCD out there they've beaten Shells out there they've beaten should have um, beaten Galway
0: as well really yeah they
1: beat Longford as well I think out there and they should have beaten Galway that day we were out there watching it so it's a hard place to go um, maybe now with the playoffs not being realistic well, they can't make the playoffs now um, you don't know how it'll be maybe we'll hope that'll be an end of season feel for them but um, if we can get three points there it'll be a massive massive uh, it,
0: victory for us in fairness Dan he was on here at start season but uh, you'd have to hail the job Rahad have done
2: you oh know, yeah the, the management team Has management, management been team. what you expected it to be Because you were in here at the start And you were it was it was new You'd been doing the signing And that type of thing yeah. well, Has it been what you What,
0: what um, everyone told you well I, I, well I think what's interesting Is you were practically ruling out um, Many more children then But you've changed your mind In the intervening <laughs> time <laughs> well, To drive the more, for five to more, drive, the the drive for five
2: <laughs> <it's> <laughs> no, <laughs> for five I'd, I'd hit twins next time <laughs> <now. laughs> <laughs> No um, has it been what you expected
1: I didn't think I'd get as much enjoyment out of it like obviously Friday night was a huge one but a couple of other games in, in the season scoring the last minute against Longford like 95th minute was literally the last kick of the game to get a, a, get a draw um, the comeback games against Galway there's been a lot of occasions where I thought like you'll miss playing and you don't feel as much a part of it but um, no I've really really enjoyed it um, it's been just a learning curve in regards to trying how to ma- manage people and Listen, probably the advantage I have was I was playing last year, so I know what a player likes and what they like to be told and um, how it feels to be in a dressing room. So uh, I've been trying to be as fair as I can this year. I think there's probably a few
2: that don't think I have been fair, but um, it's gone really well. Have you had any weekends ruined by results? Like, have you been sort of sulking around the house on Saturday or Sunday, um, stuff that's happened? Do you bring it home with you, I did,
1: guess? But, uh, yeah, like I, would have been, I would have been fairly decent in my career in regards if we lost the game. It didn't really bother me, to be honest. Not that it didn't bother me, obviously, but it wouldn't have affected me at home. But uh, just being a one or two results, you'd be like, oh. like Games you possibly should have got something out of. Um, big games as well. Like Longford away, we we'd done, played really well that day. Um, and we lost 1-0. And I can remember coming out afterwards saying, like, how did we not get something out of that game? And you sort of feel a bit deflated. But then again, come Monday, you start thinking, well, you actually played all right. Yeah, We didn't to do too much wrong, just missed a few chances. Um, but not not too much. there has been plenty of highs, but the lows have been limited, thankfully.
0: And um, how long will you be there in Draha? What's your sort of situation?
1: I'm there for next year. Uh, you have two-year deal, yeah. Whereas. Yeah. When I, when I last uh, December when I took the job, they said it was for two years. So,
0: you get the feeling uh, you're going to honour that.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. Um, I've nothing else on the table anyway. So, Cheers. unless the chairman tells me to, <laughs> that's the spirit. Go ahead. <laughs> no, um, no. Listen, I'd like it, but again, we're being probably realistic that. If the budget's the same, we possibly could lose four or five of our better players. Though. How many, many of your
0: players are good enough to play in the Premier Division,
1: um, roughly? Listen, to, as, as we spoke earlier, the range from bottom of the Premier Division to the top of it is is, is a huge Gulf. So I think there's a few that could possibly go and play for the top teams in the country. They definitely um, strengthen their squads. Whether they're going to start, I don't know, but they definitely strengthen their squads. And I'd say there could be three or four there that a lot of clubs want to sign in
0: the off-season. Well, we're wishing you the best, Um Obviously, from my perspective, I hope that Galway United overtake you, but six points in four games, Sam, looking a bit tricky for us. Um, so I think we... Galway United need a favour from Cabin Tealy anyway, and as do Longford Town, but... Uh, yeah. In fairness, I I, I I did kind of note how, how I thought the standard was so different, but I think that the 1st division clubs to the top are actually strengthened as the season's gone on, and I think that was evinced in the cup results and the fact that... Um, shells are bringing in players like that they're proper first premier division players really Um, so yeah thanks for coming in I enjoyed it yeah um, Dan you will be probably in Tala maybe Tala yeah and um, yeah thanks for listening that was uh, the 27th episode of season 2 and uh, enjoy the games this weekend